When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, my talkers, we've reached hour two on this Monday with Lori and Julia. Great hour ahead here. We've got to get to some notable lives, I believe, you guys. So sit back and listen to it. Lori and Julia. You guys, yeah, we ah. got the news today. That Sad news. Paul Sorvino, Goodfellas star and a wonderful actor, died of natural causes today at the age of 83. Um, his wife released a statement. His daughter, Mira Sorvino, released, uh, uh, did something on Twitter. Just, it was complete shock. And just her dad was like, it was just, it kind of made you cry. It, it was so, yeah. so, and, and, you know, he's mostly known as Polly's, you know, Cicero and Goodfellas. And we just lost Ray Liotta. So let's <sighs> wrap up De Niro and Pesci. And, Please put him in, in a bubble wrap. In a bubble Christ. wrap. But he starred in Nixon, Dick Tracy for the love of money. He was in Law and Order. And a million Law and Orders. Out, yeah. Outside of acting, he was an opera singer. Yeah. A, a writer and a renowned sculptor, in case you didn't know. And um, he'd had some health issues, but he did just die of... Um, natural causes and he started his career as an ad copywriter in an ad agency and attended the american uh, musical and dramatic academy when he decided to go in to the theater and he made his broadway debut in 1964 and he has three children and five grandchildren so we have just a little Snippet is this obviously from Goodfellas. Yeah, or? we got some Goodfellas. Then we can even, if we want to talk about her daughter, his oh, daughter's when speech. She too. won for Mighty mm-hmm. Aphrodite. Yeah, so this is just a little conversation okay. between Ray and Polly here and Goodfellas. Just stay away from the garbage, you know what I mean? Polly. I'm not talking about what you did inside. You did what you had to do. I'm talking about now, from now, here, and now. Polly, why would I want to get into that? Don't make I'm a jerk not... out of me. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. I want to talk to you about Jimmy. You got to watch out for him. Jimmy. Jimmy. He's a good earner. Belushi. But he's wild. Takes too many chances. No, I know that. I know Jimmy. You think I would take chances like Jimmy? And Tommy. He's a good kid, too. But he's crazy. He's a cowboy. He's got too much to. <laughs> and then we got to cut it because it gets into a little dirtiness yeah. oh, yeah. there. <laughs> oh, just. He's just epic. And, um,. We should we play? Yeah. Because you didn't know Mira Servino was his daughter. I had no idea. Yeah. Not a clue. And then when I heard this, this just this is just chilling. So this well, is her. I remember when. This is her acceptance speech. For Mighty Aphrodite. For and, Academy Award. And then she, what movie, what TV show was she just in that she was the lawyer? And we kind of, like, she's had a little bit of, she's had she a had comeback. She had a pause, but she had a she pause, had a pause and she had she a terrible. She got Weinsteined. She had ter- yep, 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 she totally she, did. She got her career was rock blocked um, after she won the Oscar, and yeah, but here's her Oscar speech. 
All of my friends, who you know who you are, and I love you very much, and my parents, and my family, and when you give me this award, you honor my father, Paul Sorvino, who has taught me everything I know about acting. Well, I love you very much, Dad. You know what's really weird? I'm a ginger, light-skinned guy, mm -hmm. but if you guys ever meet my father... Looks just Does like Paul. Does he look like Paul? He really? looks like Paul. He's, yeah, he looks like exactly. I mean, dark skin, wow. dark hair. Yeah. It it it's when he started crying. He starts crying there when she mentions that oh, you give this honor to your father, and I just kind of think about my dad a little bit. But yeah, yeah. what a cool speech. And his other, we were good fellas, wise <sighs> guys. Yeah. Was the Servino, the daughter, is going to be in the upcoming Lamborghini movie. Mm. Yeah. Um, she was in Shining Veil, which is a TV series. Yeah. I don't know where it played. Oh, stars. That yes. was on stars. Yes, it was. So that's what you may have seen her. I mean, she was in American Crime Story the oh, year yeah. before her yeah. first series. Yeah. Season. So she just will show up and she's kind of just been. I feel like she didn't she marry a dink? Mm, I don't know. I feel like that. she had a kind of but crazy. We have, we love have life. someone else, another life. Not he, his face won't be as recognizable, of course, as Paul Sorvino. But Bob Rafelson mm -hmm. passed away, and um, his he was eighty nine years old. He's the he's the director, producer, and writer. He did five easy pieces mm -hmm. in nineteen seventy with um, Jack Nicholson. He was the co creator, came up with the idea of the monkeys. Wow! And did their movie Head that mm. that movie. Um, mm -hmm. He also did the King of Marvin Gardens. That was his movie. Jack Nicholson, The Postman Always Rings Twice. Mm -hmm. Jack Nicholson and Jessica Lange, and he was just a totally maverick director and producer. And people are checking in on Jack Nicholson today. Um, and Mickey Dolenz, the final member of the Monkees, said, One day in the spring of 66, I cut my classes in architecture at LA Trade Tech to take an audition for a new TV show called The Monkees. And this guy, Bob Rafelson, at first I thought he was an actor there for the audition. Um, but I got the part and it completely changed my life. And Bob saw something in me and saw something in the idea of The Monkees, which was, you know, kind of put together. Right. And. They perform, they put together this production company, um, Rafelson and Bert Schneider, and they called it Raybert, which later became the BBS. And he was the last picture show, and he, um, you know, was just really kind of was thought of as the director sort of brought the European mentality to, to the early 70s movies. Got it. And Jack Nicholson, I think, was in every movie. You would recognize him, too. You know, I have to go back to Mia Servino because yeah. I knew there was something, but here's what it was. She married a man 14 years her junior, Christopher Backus, and mm -hmm. he was on the OC, and if you saw his yep. picture, yeah, Lori, right. and it was like, oh my gosh, she's robbing the cradle, because I feel like at the time he was like 22 and she was like 40 or something, yeah. but they have four kids together. Wow. They've been married 18 years, mm. but it was a big thing because there was such a huge age right. difference. That you're like, God, he still looks... And so they're still together and very okay, happy. So right. I thought, he's 40, she's 54. And I thought... Mm -hmm. I knew there was something. I just couldn't remember what it was. Yeah. But I'm glad that, you know... Yeah, so, you know... She's working. Her dad lived a long life. Yeah, dad, 83 if you're not ready. Lose. Yeah, I know it. I know it. I just, Dads are the worst. I just mm -hmm. talked to my dad, the zipper, and he's Aww. like, he's oh, his chemo is working. Good. I mean, it's buying him time. So okay. he's being pretty, you know, he's like, I'm just getting some more time. I'm like, that's right, just getting time. We're just getting some more time with you. Um, and then David Warner, who you would recognize if you're a fan of The Omen, 
or the or Titanic. He, he passed away at the age of eighty. What he else was is Billy he? Zane's right hand man in the Titanic. In Titanic, you know, he, he was the like, bad guy. That yes. was, yeah. yeah, and he was in the Omen. He's the guy who uh, the oh, glass yeah. window comes down and takes care of his head and his neck. <laughs> separates the two. Oh, good lord! But he was prolific, and if you saw a photo of him, he's been in a gazillion, gazillion. Things. Oh yeah, I've seen him. Yeah. Yep, yep, a gazillion. So, anyway, yeah, th- three, three big mm-hmm. ones. Three. Wow. All right, I mean, Listen, it is. It's a lot. A lot of a lot of notable lives, and uh, we'll move on now to notable random thoughts with the one and only Julia. Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. It was 42 years ago today in 1980 that Caddyshack, the movie, came out. Oh, yes. Okay. Thank you for that. And I just have, just going to take us a little bit down memory lane um, with Caddyshack. And Harold Ramos. Yes, R.I.P. Yep. Mm -hmm. Who was the co-wrotor. Co-writer of 19... Rotor. Co-Rotor. He's on the Rotor. Mm -hmm. He he was the co-writer of the big hit 1978 National Lampoon's Animal House. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so after the success of that, he was writing other things and he thought he'd have all this clout with the movie studios and everything and he presented all these goofy ideas. They didn't like any of it. And finally, he he and um, Brian Dole Murray... Who's the co-writer of the screenplay Caddyshack? That's came up Bill's with brother, by the way. It is his brother. It is. Yeah. Oh, yep. you're right about that. Yes. Yep. Came up with the idea to do Animal House on the golf course, mm-hmm. and they bought it. There's no star attached to it, and originally it was going to be this happy story about Danny, the the caddy who couldn't get in and needed to be sponsored. It was going to be much more about him. Yeah. But the studio said, "No, we need a big name with it," and they got Chevy Chase, and he was just hot off of winning a Golden Globe. Um, they got Fletch or yes. Something? Bill Murray had never really, besides a little yeah. bit on wasn't um, he on SNL? Yeah, yeah but yeah. he wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, and then they got um, Rodney Dangerfield, who had never been in a movie before, oh, and he had all these performances on the Dean Martin Show, the Tonight Show, oh, yeah. all these appearances, but he'd never been on no a movie respect. set. None, none, never none. been. And so the executive producer of, of Caddyshack was John Peters. Who we know, shampoo, Barbara Streisand, whatever the latest one that came out this year, yeah, her licorice pizza. Shampoo is based on John yes. Peters. Mm-hmm. So for for Rodney Dangerfield's audition, um, he arrived at executive producer John Peters' office in a black stretch limo, wearing. And John Peters is played by um, what's his name? Bradley Cooper in Licorice Pizza. Thank you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so he arrived wearing a long black trench coat. With a cheap leisure suit underneath. And when it was time for Rodney Dangerfield to audition, he walked into the room, removed his pants, and said, Let's eat. That's so, <laughs> so perfect. Oh my God. And so he won the big mouth guy on Caddyshack. Yeah. And so, a little bit about it is that the baby Ruth pool scene is true. It happened in Bill Murray's and his brother's life. At a pool they were at growing up. Yeah. Um, Ramis had never directed a movie before and had like four point five, four and a half hours of movie and he couldn't figure out how to cut it down. No one could figure out what to do with it. And he's like, help me, help me. And they got it down. Who helped him? Um, just other people okay. that were working on it with him. When Bill Murray, you know, he's the whole thing is about this gopher that's taking over the golf course and he mm-hmm. can't get to it. He never filmed one scene with the gopher. No, 
which was a hand puppet. Yep. And they decided the gopher should have more of a prominent role after they got all the film done. So they shot more mm-hmm. just with the gopher hand puppet. Um, he <laughs> No, can you... But the that, funniest line is in that movie when he goes, I want you to get rid of all the gophers. He goes, well, I can't get rid of all the golfers. If I do, they'll throw me away and lock, or they'll throw, they'll lock me up and throw away the key. Not golfers, gophers, you idiot, because it's a, it's a Scottish <laughs> groundskeeper. Right, you're right. Oh, man. And this was filmed at... They didn't want to do it in L.A., they filmed it at a golf course in by Fort Lauderdale, Florida, mm-hmm. by an airport, so they have to keep shutting it down. <laughs> Ted Knight from Mary Taylor Moore days, Ted Baxter, God bless him, was supposed to have a really big role. And why didn't? And he? this, he just he was so fed up with the nonstop partying, yeah, and the fact that his role just kept getting reduced and reduced to a basic cameo. He it was his last movie that he ever did. Oh wow, he was just furious, and so. Bill Murray was only supposed to be there for a few th- days. He ended up staying for six straight days, and they just kept and having him ad lib, and they became lifelong friends. But him and Brian, his brother Brian Murray, were friends long before that, and they he. If you With notice, Harold in Harold mm-hmm. Ramis in all of his movies, yeah, Christmas mm-hmm. Vacation, you Brian always has a cameo. He's got a oh. character in there too, so. It's kind of interesting how mm-hmm. their friendship developed along with Bill Murray's friendship, which led to Ghostbusters, right. Harold Ramis and Ghostbusters right. and Bill Murray. And Almost feels like Stripes. Think of Stripes. Stripes. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like you could uh, maybe watch Caddyshack again for, for a laugh. Oh, I like it. Oh, God. Yeah, it's so I funny. like it. It's such a funny movie. It's classic. It is. And, and so they wanted music for it. You know, the music that they wanted, Pink Floyd had just on the wall. And they asked them to do it. And they said no. no and we so we ended not. up with this song. Grant, do you have it? I'm getting it right mm-hmm. now. Hold on one second here. My apologies. Mm-hmm. And remember the hot Swedish girl um, who took off her top, Sarah? She played Maggie O'Hulahan. That is the first naked girl I yeah, ever saw. We saw, yeah, we saw her breasts mm-hmm. on TV. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Dan- it was on the, oh, movie, it was at the movie theater. And oh, it was Danny. Because oh, we yeah. saw boobs in Animal House, Danny. too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for nothing. Oh, gosh, Thanks Danny. For- <laughs> It's his girl. It's just I'm all right by Loggins. Yeah, and it was I know, one that drives you crazy. Me. I'm all, all right. right. That was yeah. that one. Yeah. So anyway, I just thought we should visit it again. Yeah. And um they had a blast filming that. Oh, this and the second one though, not so good. Don't waste your time. I no, don't think I've ever seen I it. Don't, think I don't did ever go see it. Caddyshack Two was the biggest waste of money and time on the planet. It was terrible. Was I he never saw involved it. in it? No. Oh, he wasn't. That's yeah, this, why. This horrible sign. Your grand knows all the words. Oh, well, this was the this was this the one? Bible in my house. Growing yeah. up in a golf family, this yeah. was this was the end all movie. Oh, I didn't yeah. even think of that. Oh, of yeah. course, it was. That's why I got to watch it rated R because it was about golf. So my dad was like, "Well, it's a go golf ahead. movie. Yeah, yeah, it can't be ahead. that bad." No, it was though. And R movies were really really good R's in the oh, 70s. Oh, they were. Oh, yeah. oh, Animal House. Mm-hmm. Oh dear, I saw I that on a date. Can, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I don't think that movie no. would get made today. No, I don't think so. No. No. Okay, so now, um, if there's a... F- listen to this poor seven-year-old. He was playing a chess match in oh, Moscow against a robot. Um... And during the match, according to the Russian media outfit, the boy responded too quickly after the robot moved his chess piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and the robot grabbed the child's finger and broke it. Okay, no. Stop right there. <laughs> that was done by Russian KGB. They programmed that thing. This thing is too good. We cannot have a Russian robot beat by a seven-year-old. We will break his finger. Oh my gosh. He was yeah. whisked away really? from medical treatment. His finger was eventually set in a cast and the boy returned to the match. Yeah. And uh, the vice president of the Russian chess Federation later blamed the kid. Oh, yeah. Of saying, course he did. Of course, of course he did. Of course he did. There are certain safety rules, and the child apparently violated oh, yeah. them. Child. Is that what the Ukraine has done? Have they mm-hmm. violated uh, the child safety <laughs> rules, Russia? Oh, get out of here. When he made his move, he didn't realize he had to wait. Jeez. This is an extremely rare case. Yeah. Actually, the first that I can recall. Mm. That's what's happening in uh, Russian chess news. Here's what's happening. Did we talk about really the thing behind the Bruce Springsteen five thousand dollar tickets, or this is this is Ticketmaster's? It's their their um, flowing ticket, mm, whatever. This they is call what it. they said. Yes, yeah. Ticketmaster's defending themselves over the outcry of the dynamic pricing. Of yes, Bruce dynamic pricing. Yes. That is just BS. Yep, the, con- crap. the company Ticketmaster re- rela- released some stats on costs yesterday claiming the number of controversial variable price platinum tickets that came to five grand a piece represented just 11.2%. And they think that's a small number. Oh my God. That's over 10%. Yeah, that's terrible. And so, and they claim. Shame. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So anyway, we didn't do it to all the tickets. We just did it to a little over 10%. Yeah. You know Mm -hmm. what? Go back to your cave and see how that sits with all the fans. Let's oh see. Oh, my gosh. Right, what man. would Bruce say about this? That's what I know. wonder. Well, his guitar, I think one of his guitarists came out and spoke on it already. Yeah, yeah he, they don't like it. No, so. they're not happy about it. So. All right, Graham, what's happening with the traffic today? All right, by the way, I just got to say, I really enjoyed that Caddyshack deep dive. <laughs> that was so fun. Thank I you for that. I just saw that it was 42 of you today, and it's just that movie brings back so many memories. <laughs> it's such a good one, so thank you for that. Speaking of someone we couldn't love more, we're sending out all... All of our good wishes to Ruth Buzzy, who turned, uh, by the way, 86 yesterday. But on Saturday, her her publicist let everyone know that she'd suffered a, a series of mini strokes over uh, the weekend and, uh-huh. and need your spirit. She wanted people's uh, spiritual, um, you know, energy. And her husband um, shared uh, a really sweet post and. Ruth Buzzy, I've told you before, she is very funny to follow you said. on Twitter and mm-hmm. people know her old young people know her from laugh in. <laughs> that's how I know her. Okay. Laugh in. And, um, she's just, uh, she's just a, a real character, but I just decided to go back and just see when Ruth was, you know, last tweeting. Cause she, I will check in with Ruth more like once a month kind of a thing. She's sure. not daily like Cher, yeah. Lake Superior, yes, Charo, and I've got one other goofy one goofy I like to follow. check. But here's one Ruth did just a mere uh, 
um, 12 days ago. Here's what she tweeted. And this is the real Ruth Buzzy. Okay. Who just turned 86 yesterday. If we just switch to cursive and ban automatic transmissions, we can cripple an entire generation. (laughs) You know, my kid, I had a fourth grader Uh who learned cursive. And the very next year, they stopped teaching it. Oh, my gosh. So I have one who knows how to do it. One who can write cursive and one who's a printer. Oh, my gosh. I was so pissed. I remember this. Remember? I'm like, we discussed it on this very program. Outraged. How can you stop teaching kids how to write cursive? How are they going to write letters? How How are they going to do thank you notes? notes, That's right. It's so efficient to write cursive. I just thought that's a skill set that everyone needs. That drove me crazy. I I know it did. And, and, oh, it drove me crazy, remember? I was was outraged. Call in and talk about it. And, we were like, it's going to be the death of the thank you note. It, it was so <laughs> The outraged. death of letter writing. I'm like, well, there's postcards. All right, here's another one okay. from Ruth Buzzy. This was um, just two days before the, the transmission in cursive. She said, vegans outlive meat eaters by nine years. Nine miserable, tortured, <laughs> baconless years. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. I mean, I was thinking, you know, that seems like a big number, but again... Nine years. I couldn't I give a bacon. Baconless I, I needed nine I, miserable, oh. tortured, baconless years. <laughs> oh, I love cool. how Ruth Buzzy's oh, mind thinks. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay, so, so anyway, that People Magazine is just saying that you know she's uh, she she's in the hospital yeah, and uh, she did just celebrate eighty six years and she's uh, you know her husband was like he wants people's spiritual energy directed to Ruth Buzzy. So anyway. Someone made this weekend um, at the cabin a salad from the olden days. Oh. And I'm going to say it's before we couldn't use iceberg lettuce anymore. We had to have artisan radicchio. And <laughs> never, yeah, yeah. Remember when everything changed? And I know. You could no I longer just love an iceberg Let me just tell you. Too, it's crunchy. It's, it's the best. best. Let me tell you the salad, That's though, because so we're dying. And it's iceberg lettuce. It's snap peas, mm-hmm. frozen snap peas. It's um, cheddar cheese. It's bacon bits, oh, but yeah. real bacon chopped mm-hmm. up. It's yeah. green onion, and then the sauce. And it's a layer salad. Okay, and oh, the sauce yum. is mayo with sugar. Oh my gosh! I mean, I was dying. It was so good, and it was like, remember when we remember all the good food? And then we just all went around and talked about how much we used to love Jello with bananas or the manor orange Jello oh, with manor oranges. And- my one grandma always made. Um, and and we would just be devastated if it wasn't served. It was strawberry jello. Yeah. And then she would blend in her real whipped cream. She yep. made it with the yep. you know, the heavy whipping mm-hmm. cream. And then chop up real strawberries. Real strawberries yeah. and put it in a jello mold. And then it would be that top ring. She would then just put a like frosting yep. whipped mm-hmm. cream. And we just Mm-hmm. We we couldn't believe it. We were eating dessert that counted as salad. Oh, in right. all of our meals. <laughs> the best. It's the best. And the only ones that used. But to, I didn't like anything I mean, with carrots. No, the aspect. I didn't like orange or green Jello. I liked orange with mandarin. Uh, I was shocked that Jello didn't come. I thought for years that's how all Jello salads were with real whipped cream, strawberry, and fresh. I was Circle. just like. I mean, but I'm like, what is this green stuff with with orange stuff? <laughs> all that good stuff. It was. I was sick was never good. No, that no. wasn't. But I'm just telling you, eating this old-fashioned salad. Oh, that sounds really and good. It was so... Was it like your grandma's recipe? It's all aunt? over, and okay. it's just like a layer salad. A layer. But it was literally mm-hmm. 
so good not to, you know, eat. Oh, it, you know, you don't spend 14 hours, you know. Remember when salads changed? I remember when they changed. I yeah, feel like they it came was, in bags. That's I, what I remember. But even before yeah. that, like the St. Paul Hotel oh. s- served the strawberry and brie salad. It got fancy. It got, got fancy. Fan- yeah. Salads got fancy. Yes, yeah, they did. Right. And, um, but I just, it was so good. That strawberry and brie salad was really good too. It was spinach. And I think about it. Old fashioned salads. Yeah, there you go. I was so delighted. Okay, did anyone Bacon. watch on Netflix or no, excuse me, it was on uh, HBO Max, the last movie star, I Ethan started Hawk? It. I started it. So here's here's the deal. You need to have time. <laughs> okay. I wanted it was it's because it's, it's like a, a really cool concept. Yes. Okay. Cause so Ethan Hawk went to this art school in New Jersey with Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward's daughter. And so he kind of had a relationship with one of them. And before COVID or anything, the daughter approached him and said, hey, I want you to do, we've got these old tapes, but really they aren't tapes anymore. They're, they're transcripts. Because your dad burned all of yeah. the tapes that he made and gave the, the money back to Random House, who had given him a bunch of money to write his memoir. So the there's way lots of does, unauthorized books about Paul Newman. So the way it goes is that it starts out during COVID, a Zoom call from Ethan Hawke to George Clooney, to Laura Linney, to um, Martin Scorsese, to um, um, every other damn Hollywood star that's even out there right mm-hmm. now. There are so many celebrities on his screen just saying, hey, this is what we're going to do. And then it just takes you on this history lesson, which is super fascinating. So it's, it's super archi- good. archival footage and interviews. Yes, but basically what happened is... Joanne was a bigger star to start with. Paul Newman was already married, blah, blah, blah. And they have this affair. They have this story affair. And it is scandal. It is. Big they time. were Brangelina big, big before time. Brangelina. Right. So at one point. Because he also had three daughters with the first Yes, wife. he did. Mm-hmm. And there, she is interviewed prominently on this. Mm-hmm. So the big deal was the actor's studio in New York where everyone went through. Mm-hmm. And I just can't even name the list of celebrities because yeah. they all were they there. All, they were there, yeah. And then they all went to Hollywood and mm-hmm. kind of had like a compound camp. Mm-hmm. And they were all going to make it. And the only reason Paul Newman finally got a break was James Dean died. And so he got to star in a movie he was supposed to star in. But James Dean was part of the acting class. Mm -hmm. Everybody was in this class. And did Joanne and Paul, they met, they were acting on a stage or? They they met in in an agent office. They were both using the same agent and then they did a play together. And they were both understudies. And then it was just, just, it's fascinating yeah. and joanne woodward is a total dish a total babe, babe. And, he, and, and paul newman, paul, paul newman was so and... jealous of marlon brando he was in this acting school too yeah. i mean yeah and there's a movie with joanne woodward and and um and uh marlon brando that just looks so good yeah but she was a babe yes and she was the bigger one the right. bigger star initially and then it just takes you through their life it, it's I think one at a time is enough. Okay. Because then it's the, a lot to digest. You may have really to Google is. it because it's a documentary. And you kind of have to follow it because George Clooney is the voice of Paul Newman. Newman. Laura Linney is the voice of Joanne Woodward. And, and Zoe then, Kazan is yeah. somebody else. And It's so... It was really good, but I tried to watch two. And yeah. then I just... My eyes went rolled backwards. Yeah. Yeah. She's just a great... 
you know, actress of the golden age, if you will, when you think about the three faces of Eve. She, she did won so many skirts. She for won that. way before him. Way she was a big him. deal she was before the breakout him. star. And then it just talks about how the, much. They, it's fascinating. Yeah. But Good. one episode at a time. Well, Woodward, um, let's see. Um, Joanne Woodward is 92, and I think she's had Alzheimer's for four years. She's not years. still alive. Is she, Lori? Yes, she is. Are you sh- really? Because yes, he died in 2007. He died, but... He, he, I didn't know she was still alive. Yes, yes. But yeah, she, she started having dementia, Alzheimer's when he got cancer. That's right. So she's had it for she a long time. She might not even know that he's gone, is what I'm saying, because she's had it. She was diagnosed with that when he was diagnosed with his cancer. So long ago. Mm-hmm. Like 2005. Yeah, yeah. She is now 92 years old. I didn't know she was us. still alive. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And, you know... Um, anyway, it's it's good. Yeah, I, I think you'd it. like it. Oh, I think I Casey would it. like it because there's so many old movie stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grant, your parents would like it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, if you love Hollywood stuff, it's like the offer, you know, anything that just gives us it's some It's not context. as deliciously fast-paced. Well, no, because it's, it's, it's... A documentary. A, it's a documentary, so yeah, with, with that part of it. But it's about legendary actors and mega hotties. It's fascinating. Mm-hmm. And they all just went out there and knew that they would make, make it. Make it, Because yeah. there was nothing that was just what happened how about that well how about netflix uh, they're going to charge the extra home fee did you guys say I that don't, this doesn't bug it doesn't me bug you. Oh, it yeah. doesn't bug me at all it no. kind of i always wondered why they never did it in the yeah. first place that seemed to have been a flaw in they're their testing initial plan. it they're not didn't te- it yes i like it because i don't remember how many people have given my account Same. out so now i can be like okay i'm gonna change you know like it's kind of a way where i can kind of Get myself back into right, right, place. right. They're just finally. I don't know why they ever did that. That always was to me. I remember thinking at the time because it took us Slippers a while to get started. Netflix to get Netflix because we were just like, oh god, we have every cable channel and blah blah blah. And then when it was like, oh, but it, as many people as possible can share the we, password. But we use that CD service all the time. The DVD service. I'd mail, remember mailing in the Netflix? Oh, that's oh I didn't how, do that. Yeah. Oh, nope. I did it all the time. Yeah, I and never did that. And I'd find one at the bottom of my car. Yeah, okay. the that's why I never did it. I that's why I never did oh, it either. Oh, we did it all the time. Never, never. Oh, I, yeah. I felt like time. a loser because I was just with my cable and my my TiVo and Me I refused too. to go Netflix. Because I was like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I couldn't take myself to go to the post office and Dang. drop it off. Oh, no. my gosh, that's funny. All right, listen, we come back. Uh, let's do a little Hollywood speak. All right, here we go. Are you ready? I am ready. All right, so, all right, I've got a couple for you. Okay. Okay, so this is um, Demi Moore. Yes. She's saying, I won't cut my hair short again. I don't have anything to prove. Okay, well, maybe she's talking about, like, when she actually buzzed, shaved her head for G.I. Jane, and she actually did that, and... Now she knows that there are wigs and things like that. She said there were so many hairstyles I had to do for roles. I'm begging you, Demi, to cut your hair. No. That's me personally. Why? Just, I... She loves it. I, she has worn the long, straight, parted, parted down, down the, the middle, middle hair. hair for so long. I'm bored with it. Just Here's what she said. Julia, I'm personally bored with it. Grant, I don't know if you're bored Fine. with it, but I just want to... Even if she just left off four inches... Even if she did a side part, even if she wore a side ponytail, I just am sick of her hair, of <laughs> okay. her long, your straight so hair. And I've been sick of it for a long time. I've been begging her so, by you to do so something different. Funny. 
Okay, here's Rachel Zoe on Jennifer Lopez. Another one who loves her hair long, straight down the middle, but occasionally she feathers. Okay. And occasionally she does a side part and a glamorous wave. <laughs> oh. Yeah. She does. She does a little something else. Okay. Demi so- Moore doesn't, she doesn't even wear, I'm begging her to wear a ponytail or a bun. <laughs> it's true. I'm okay. not. Let I've me never, just, okay. Never. So Rachel Zoe is, was asked about Jennifer Lopez and her Parisian styles. What she's wearing around oh. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, This A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Harris? She's just, I'm, I'm Let me taking say. notes. and Okay, here's what she said. <laughs> she said um, that... Um, J-Lo's in love. Uh, she's on top of her fashion game without looking overdone. Right. And then... Quote, elation seems to be her key accessory. It's true. Her rotation as of late has been full of cute and simple pieces. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very, very. Uh, and, and Ben, while well, J-Lo's is elation, Ben is sweaty and snorry. Because <laughs> he keeps wearing suit jackets and long sleeve shirts. And it's super hot in Europe. Like J-Lo actually wore flip flops. Mm-hmm. Pretty Thong flip flops, mm-hmm. but to the ground flip flops. It's finally she's sick of walking in all those high heels. Yes, and also you know right where she's staying, the Tuileries and the Louvre is right there. You don't have to walk far in pretty shoes. And and They're, the style is Reformation dressing. Yes, it's so wonderful. And his thing, he keeps wearing jackets and and then he's they, hot and crabby. He was on. No, I don't <laughs> think he's crabby. I think he looked like he had tears in his eyes. Someone had a long telephoto lens, and I was I was mouthing the words he was saying. I'm so happy that we got together again. Happy 53rd birthday or whatever he was saying. But he fell asleep on the Batu Moosh with his head back and his, you know, with his is mouth open. Is that a boat yeah. or is that a Batu chair? Moosh, Batu Moosh is what they call the uh, river boats that oh, the fly the sand okay. day and night. And you can take lunch cruises and you can take just cruises and you can take dinner cruises and know that the Eiffel Tower starts twinkling at as soon as it gets dark. Okay. And it twinkles on the hour, every hour. Twinkle, 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 twinkle. I mean, it's the most amazing photograph, insta moment you'll have in all of Paris. We'll probably see that on we the We want J-O. one for you. We, we want you to take that picture for us when you go. We will. But Casey... Because I don't have one of that from you. Oh, you don't? I have one. But No, nope, you're okay. going to get us a new one. I'll get us a new one. But I have pictures of Casey, just to be fair to Ben Affleck. Sleeping on every chair. Everywhere. I know. Trains, planes, boats, ferries... Buses, double decker buses. He falls asleep <laughs> on anything moving. Yeah. It's on the a Batu Moosh. Yeah. Uh, I think the only reason he didn't sleep was because it was at night and we were, you know, it, there was music and there something was music going on. And, and, yep. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't day and it wasn't heat. Any kind of day and heat mo- movement is going to make you sleepy. Okay. Nick Collin calls his relationship infrastructure. Who is he? Nick Cannon. Oh, you said Nick Collin. Yeah, okay, Nick, Nick Cannon, Cannon calls his relationship infrastructure. 
I had this too in my first marriage. It's Uh-oh. called consensual non-monogamy. Oh. <laughs> no, but it wasn't consensual. It wasn't. It wasn't. No, it was but yours. It was my consensual oh, non-monogamy. That's horrible. That is what Nick Cannon is describing. All of his. He doesn't like the toxic energy about people who hate on what they don't understand. And it, he said it's just, you know, it's it's consensual non-monogamy, and it's a real thing. Oh, hey. He's uh, he's got I, some interesting thing, perspective. Yeah, the only thing I'll ever just go back on is I just don't think it's... At least he's being honest about that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Good right? point. Too many... He, <laughs> he's I not pretending like he used to. Like, he probably pretended to practice monogamy. Monogamy probably cheated. He probably lied about it. So this way, I guess if you just say... I'm consensual. We're consensually in a relationship together, but I don't expect you to be monogamous, and neither shall I. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe we don't hate that. Maybe we hate that you won't ever shut up about it. No, my problem. Okay. I don't even care about any of that. My problem. <laughs> he is- talks about this a lot, you guys. We don't even bring it up about him, do we? I mean, people Never. Don't. I don't care no. about that. He's the one who's always bringing up his unusual relationships. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I think is would be hard is if I was one of his kids and I've got all these siblings with all these different moms. I think that'd be hard to know a they exist. Yeah, and b you're never going to know them. Yeah, I think that'd be hard. Yeah, because well, he's so public. Yeah, well, he's very fertile and has sex with many women. He's and he's, very. He is. And you know what? I bet all of the moms talk to their kids about their dad and different ways. And there's just we can't. Uh, Your daddy's unique, and we're just going to keep this little. You don't have to meet. You board. don't have to meet anyone yeah. you don't want to meet. Yeah. I'm not going to arrange for it every you know year. I'm, I'm not going to have these birthday parties with your 17 siblings. That's right. But make me mad. No, I know. Yeah, yeah. but anyway, J-Lo, I'd be the one. Yeah. It's it's you know his his who he is. It is, but it does seem to be his goal these days to talk about his courting and reproductive habits. Does he not have a job? <laughs> no, no, he's got his, plenty. His talk he's show, got a wild ended. out talk show. He's doing plenty of things. Yeah, he's doing plenty of things. But he did his talk show was a bust. Yeah, it was a bust. Yeah, but still got wild and out. I believe um, which is on MTV. Yes, you're right. Prince Harry's memoir man manuscript has been finished. And quote unquote signed off by the lawyers while the publishers try to get it out at Christmas. I call this a daily fail by the Daily Mail. They know no more <laughs> about that they could even say any of this. I mean, I gotta be honest. Don't you think there's a straight up made up Daily Mail? Yeah, headline? but I'm gonna be oh, honest. And they also call it a bombshell memoir without even knowing about it. The manuscript has been finished and gone through all of the legal processes. It's gone, and now the bombshell is out of Harry's hands. I think hands. it's too soon. I, I think it's a yeah. made-up thing. Okay, they, I don't think they know when it's coming out. I don't think they know if Harry's finished it. Well, of you course know, not, because he's the not queen, uh, The queen has invited them to Sandringham. I know. Are, are they going to go? I don't know. I don't think, uh, unless Harry can quietly bum a ride on a private jet... I don't know if he and Megan will fly commercial to, you know what I'm saying? I mean, with two little ones and I guess I did it. What I know you did it, but I'm just saying maybe Megan does want to have the private jet. Julia. I kind of believe that about her. I do too. I think she's got a little snap action there. I mean, 
Yep. If I was married to a prince, I would say, don't you know anyone who's got a private jet we can yeah. hitch a ride on? <laughs> yeah. Couldn't agree with you more. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but why Why should you feel bad about like no. thinking that way and calling her snotty? Then no. Okay. Anyway, Julia Fox wants someone to talk to her in her mega low rice pants. Oh, these are awful. What? In the it's... 70s, these would have not worked. <laughs> no, no, my God. It would have been a bush of palooza. <laughs> I... She showed off her freshly waxed parts, basically, and a bold new concept in pant wear. Mm-hmm. I think it's horrible. We thought it was so bad. We we didn't even post the crotch. No, bone we couldn't jeans. last week. Yeah. No. no. Crotch bone jeans are not in style. But no. bell bottoms and flare pants will never go out of style. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All right, there we go. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is Lori and Julie on My Talk 107.1.